can't do an intro like that when I'm about to preach, y'all. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here with you. I cannot believe it. I actually was trying to figure out with my husband when the last time was. I think this is number four. This is number five. I don't know. Whatever it is, every time I come here, I feel like I'm at home. I feel so comfortable. I feel like I could run around and y'all would be like, that's that crazy Pastor Omari. Um, and you would just be like, let's just go. And so today um, I am firstly just honored, first honored to be here and um, such a full house today. I'm so grateful that you guys are here. Secondly, my family is uh, not all here today. This is the first time that they're not all here. Andy had something to do, so he's at home with my daughter, but he's watching. I love y'all. And um, also, I want to honor Pastor Chase and Sarah. Um, they are, like he said, we're covenant friends for such a long time, and I'm just grateful. Y'all have an amazing gift in Chase and Sarah Holson back. I don't know if you you know that. Yeah, you can honor them. They are steadfast. They are faithful. They are loyal. And that is an amazing kind of triple threat. Plus their family is just amazing and beautiful. And um, so I just want to honor that firstly. I mean, secondly, you know, I don't even know what number I'm on. Is that okay? Um, if you've never met me, my name is Omari Hamilton. And yes, I smile like this all the time. It's my favorite. It's like Buddy the Elf. It's just what I do. It's what the Lord has given me. It's what people remember. A smile. I'm like, really? It's not that big of a deal. And they're like, it really is. And I'm like, all right. Well, you smile too. And um, I am, I work at Redemption School of Ministry as Director of Student Services with um, Pastor Kevin and Devin. I've been with them for pretty much the entire time that they've been in, in Tennessee, 19 years. And I'm just a daughter of God. I'm just like you that I'm just trying to follow the Lord and go where he sends me. And I'm just grateful for the community that has given, that he has given me and Andy. And I'm grateful to be here with you today. And as I was getting prepared and praying for today, um, I feel like the Lord is if I could, uh, I, I'm sure Pastor Chase and any preacher in here knows that there's some messages that you have lived through, walked through, know it, and preach it. There's some that you preach and you're still going through it. God is still teaching you. He's still using that word. And today is one of those words that I'm sharing with you. I don't know if I'm preaching and hollering or teaching, whatever the way it comes through, just know me too. There's a moment in the kingdom that I'm feeling. I was talking to Pastor Chase in the back. There is something that is happening. And if you're in tune with the kingdom and you're in tune with his people, you feel a shifting, you feel a stirring, that there is more to come, that there is a next that's coming, but he's preparing us now for the next. How many of you feel that? There's, there's things that's happening in the now that you go, oh, I, I mean, on its own, you're like, okay, I got this. But put together, you're like, wait a minute. And all at once with everybody else, you're like, what's happening? What's going? What's stirring inside of us that's pushing us? And I, I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about the power that's within us and the protection that is above us. Because what's happening in the now should not deter you 
from going to the next. What's happening in the now should propel you to know that you've got what's coming up, that you know that you are with somebody who's not just this little wimpy God, but is beside you, around you, inside you. He's gone before you, behind you. He's somebody that he understands because he walked here on earth, but also he has limitless understanding because he is above anything, right? And I don't know about you, but I just blew my own mind because God is like that. He's a good God. So today I want to share some things that I've walked through in the past just week alone and month alone to encourage you, to encourage someone that feels like uh, like Pastor Chase, the worship pastor, had said, you might feel heavy burden, but today is a good day to shake off the burden and say, not today. Today I walk in new revelation. Today I walk in the goodness of God, right? And we just talked about it, right? When we make that declaration, the worship team's up here. I love that song, Charity Gale. She's my hype-up girl. She doesn't know it yet. She's my best friend. And so every morning when I'm preaching, I, I, I sing those songs. And, and when we say those things, I speak Jesus over my family. I speak Jesus over um, in a, on a mountain. I speak Jesus in a street. It does something to us, right? Like even the worship team can say, they start singing louder. They start singing stronger. They start singing with so much strength because there is a power within us. There is a power that we connect with when we start declaring who God is, declaring what his name is. And throughout this entire service, they've been talking about that, the power that lies with the name of Jesus. Well, that power isn't just something that we magically talk about and magically sprinkle dust. That is a real power that lies within every single person that calls upon the name of the Lord that says, Jesus is my rock, my salvation, and my fortress in whom, come on, shall I trust? I will trust in the name of Jesus. So today, if you want to stand with me, Ephesians 3 is where I will start. I love his word, and so I'm always in the word. So if you got the word, keep it on your lap. If you got the app, keep it on your lap, all right? I know how this works nowadays, all right? So um, Ephesians 3, I'm going to share this. And I'm going to let it go. Is that okay today? I like it when you talk, y'all. I like it when you smile and you nod your head. This isn't some stagnant place. I've seen y'all when you you watch football games. I've seen it. Yes, I have. Listen, I'm from New Jersey where uh, college football didn't exist for me for 18 years. Bless my heart. I know. Um, and then I moved to Tennessee where SEC is like, that's it. That's what's everybody doing on Saturday? You're watching a football game, okay? And so I have learned a thing or two. I've lived now in the South longer than I've lived anywhere else, which includes Puerto Rico and New Jersey. And listen, there is nothing like some Southern people watching a football game, okay? I see y'all. So y'all better talk back to me and smile at me or nod at me, okay? Maybe not as loud as you would yell during the game, but that's all right. If the Lord quickens you like that, that's good too. I like when people smile, and we can enjoy the word of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Ephesians 3, I'm going to start in verse 16. I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in the inner man through his spirit 
and that the Messiah may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height and depth of God's love, and to know the Messiah's love that surpasses knowledge, so you may be filled with all fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for your power and your protection today. Let my mouth speak your words and nothing else, nothing more, nothing less. Let the spirit of God come upon your people. Let the strength of the Lord come upon your people. And today, let us receive this word with open minds and hearts to understand, to receive revelation, to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. At this time last week, me and my husband found ourselves in a predicament as, I don't know if it's been like this here, the weather has been kind of weird. Have y'all had thunderstorms and random flash floods? That's, that's what we've been doing. It's like the song, there's lightning and thunder. You know, like, you're like, you don't know what it's going to be. And so last Saturday, we went to a movie, um, the kids and us, and we were just having a fun time. And near the end of our movie, thank God, it was like four minutes until the end, um, my husband got a Facebook notification and it said the power is out at two North Lindcrest due to a tree that went down in our neighbor's yard and we are for North Lindcrest. And so we started wigging out because we were like, oh my word, is there a tree down in our yard? Um, and so our neighbor called Andy and he was like, it's not yours. It's the next door neighbors. But the whole tree, a ginormous, probably hundred year old oak tree, totally fell down and took the power pole along with it. And so we were getting ready. And so we rushed out and we were like, all right, we'll see what's happening. Let's see how close it is. I live in a very old neighborhood on the ridge in Chattanooga. So these trees are like witness trees. They're old and they can take out an entire thing. That's what they're called, witness trees. I don't know if you've known that, but they've witnessed a lot. And so um, this one witnessed the pole being crashed down and missing every house near it, but it went down. So when we drove by, we were like, yep, we're going to be without power for a while because it is Saturday of July 4th long weekend when 4th of July is on a Tuesday. How many of you all know it's like the weekend for a week, okay? And so... Um, my, we got into the house. Sure enough, there's no power. The, the cords were snapped. So literally there's no chance. And so when we get in, I don't know if any moms and dads are in the place, but your kids are like, well, what do I do now? There's no Wi-Fi. There's no, I'm like, I oh, know. Get a book. Find a candle. Noah's downstairs. He's at Legacy Church. By the way, he loves y'all. He loves Legacy Church. He wants me to find him a Legacy Church uh, shirt every time that we come here. But it's like so little. I'm like, you cannot wear that. They're going to think that I'm a bad mom. It's like a crop top. You cannot wear a crop top for you. So I need to order a legacy shirt for my kid because that's all he wants to wear when he's here. So Noah was like, but I don't know what to do. The power is gone. I said, I know. That's what happens when the power goes out. You figure it out. So I got him, uh, I, I called my neighbor. I was like, can you help entertain Noah for a couple hours? And Naya, of course, ran, <laughs> went right along with it. I was like, I want to go too. There's air conditioned in the house. I said, all right, see you later. So I sat in my house 
And Andy was getting our generator ready because we actually got one, but we never unboxed it because we got it in 2020. So we've not been in this position since 2020. And um, I'm going somewhere, so just listen, all right? (laughs) I promise. I sat in my house, and I think it's the first time ever because in 2020, when the power went out, there was so much other stuff going on that you just didn't, you're like, just add this to the list of things that's happening. Um, but I sat in my house and it was completely silent. I don't know if you've ever sat in your house when there's no power, but it sounds different than a silent house with power. Like even right now, you hear the hum, there's no hum, there's nothing. And it started to stir in my spirit. It's a house with no power. But it has the ability to have power. But it's been cut out. And I sat there and I just kept thinking about it. And about six hours later, Andy got the generator to work with one of our electrician friends. Because that's not easy either. Six hours later, yes. I'm telling y'all, I'm, gonna, I'm being real because I know, I know I'm not the only one that's been feeling this, okay? So six hours later, we get the power, but it's only for essentials, right? Because our generator could run our entire home, but um, for whatever reason, you just don't run it all because you don't want to have a power surge or you don't want to mess with a good thing, right? Leave well enough alone and let's not try to keep going and do laundry and use a microwave and do all these things. So my kids still came back and they were like, what do you mean we still don't have Wi-Fi? We have the generator. I'm like, it's not a necessity. And so the generator started working. And on Monday, yes, I said Monday. We went through all of Sunday. The people came out and worked on it. But y'all, it, it was literally knocked out. Like there was no, the pull was gone. There was no like halfway fixing it. It was gone. So Sunday at 8 p.m., they finished um, working. It is so hot in our house. And we're like, we're going to make it. I feel like I went through wilderness training. That's right. Your girl's a city girl. She ain't no country girl. And so um, we sleep in the basement. The generator's running. The fans are running. Thank you, Jesus. If you're a box fan kind of person. You're my person. And Monday morning, Andy says, they are in the little box thing, the little bucket thing. I don't know what it's called. And they are literally right outside the patio fixing the pole. I I stood outside. Yes, I did. I said, thank you. Thank you. And that guy was like, he didn't give me the time of day. But I was going to encourage him no matter what. He was going to remember me. Um, And he... Um, was starting to work on threading the power. So I knew that the power was coming back on. But I had hours, probably still, for it to happen because it takes time. And so I went inside. And what does Wilmari do when she is out of control? She organizes and cleans. That's what she does, okay? Some people just sit there and do nothing. I organize and clean and sweat to death. And Noah was asking me, why are you doing this right now, Mom? Like, I literally was changing the living room around. I was moving. I was cleaning dust from places I hadn't cleaned in a while. I said, this is what I needed. I needed to do this. And Noah said, what are you doing, Mom? And I said, we have to prepare for when the power comes back on. And when I said that, instantly, I thought of y'all, I thought of Legacy Church, I thought of the moment we were in the kingdom. I don't know if the Lord speaks to you like that, but I started writing down and scribbling down. Because, see, we function so many times without power 
when there is unlimited power for us to have. We function so many times as if something, you know, as if something could actually cut us off from the power of God, but nothing can really cut us off from the power of God. Now, do we have circumstances in life that deter us and maybe smack us in the face and punch us in the gut? Absolutely. But the power that God gives us is something that cannot be taken away. It is something that is inside of all of us, a power that is given to us to live this life, but sometimes it feels like I just described. There's a silence and a stillness that the enemy tries to bring to us to make us think that God isn't working on something or to make us feel like nothing is happening. But God never loses his connection to his children when his children keep going to their God. And so today, I want to talk about this prayer, and I want to be a reminder to each and every single one of you that you may feel like you're being crushed. You may feel perplexed. You may feel backed up into a corner without understanding or knowledge of what to do or what to say. But I'm going to tell you that in the crushing, in the corner, there is a Holy Spirit inside of us that says he knows exactly what to pray. And when you connect to that power, there is nothing that can stand in the way. There is nothing that can hold you back from the love of God. There is nothing that can hold back the revelation that God wants to give his sons and daughters. So he starts out in verse 16 and he says, I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in the inner man through his spirit. An unveiling and a revelation of all that God is. Do you understand that prayer? An unveiling and a revelation of his infinite glory. I don't know about you, but the glory of God, it gets me like in the multiverse universe. That's right, I said it, like the Avengers, the multiverse. Because his glory is inside of us. His glory, uh, nature reveals his glory. It says that we walk from glory to glory. It says that we carry his glory. It says not to us, but to your name be the glory. So glory is everywhere. Glory is everywhere that God is. Oh, come on, somebody. That's a really big statement to agree with and to say, Father, let your glory not only dwell inside of me and come forth from my mouth. Let me walk in your glory. Let me be a witness to your glory. Let my presence bring the glory of God today. And that's what Paul says. And that's what I'm encouraging you today. When you don't know what to do, remember that his glory is being revealed to the sons and daughters who are willing to seek it out. It says so in Proverbs, it says that he will hide his mystery of glory. And if we look for it, then we will find it. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to find glory like never before. Because this earth needs the fullness of the glory of God like never before. And if I'm going to be a part of this generation, and if I'm going to be a part of social media and everything that's going on, I am not going to be a problem. I'm going to bring the solution, not with my knowledge and not with what I can do, but through the glory of God. 
an understanding of who is giving you strength. It is not, like I said, a wimpy person that backs you up. It is a God of limitless splendor, a God that brings light, a God that powers you beyond what you could ever imagine. To be strengthened with power in your inner man is to gain something. Now, this is the part we might not like. Is that okay? Because in order to receive a strengthening, you got to go through some pain. You got to go through some hardship. Strengthening comes at a price. Isaiah 43, if you want to turn there, listen, if you looked at my Isaiah 43, it's highlighted, underlined in 16 different colors because this has been my life verse, okay? It says this, do not fear for I have redeemed you. Come on, say, I will not fear. Oh, come on, somebody. I will not fear for I have been redeemed. I have called you by your name. You are mine. I will be with you when you pass through the water. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. You will not be scorched when you walk through the fire and the flame will not burn you. For I, Yahweh, your God, the Holy One of Israel and your Savior, give Egypt as a ransom for you. Because you are precious in my sight and honored and I love you. God is a protective God. He is a God that gives you a promise, but he is also a God of development. He is a God of process. He is a God that will not leave you where you're at. Just like mom and dad didn't leave you without being able to eat with a fork and a knife, God will not leave you either. How funny would it look if we were 26-year-old people who didn't know how to eat properly or talk properly or go to the bathroom, right? It is a part of development. And God has the same kind of desire for you, that you will be built up and that the process of life will not back you down, but will build you up. I wish that this said, if you walk through the water and if you go through the river and if you go through the fire, I'm going to keep you. But it doesn't, does it? If you read your word, right, it says, when you walk through the water and when you go through the river, it won't overwhelm you. And when you go through the fire, our God is a God that knows process, understands it, and yet develops, it, develops us in the midst of our circumstance. That's a promise that we can hold on to and that's something good that we can hold on to because we've been chosen and we've been redeemed. When we walk through it, you will make it through it. Look at somebody, look at your neighbor and say, you're not staying in this place, you're going through it. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, you're not staying in this place, you're walking through it. I know it sounds silly, but have you ever been in that place that you just need a little encouragement and said, don't you worry, you've got this, girl. I text people all the time. I'm like, don't you worry, you got this. And you know what? This morning, my daughter, she's watching. She texts me, goes, mama, you got this. You got this. Thank you, sissy. I love you. <laughs> Joshua felt this. Joshua felt this when he had to face the promised land without his, his people. And what did God say to him? Be strong and courageous. 
Joshua, don't you remember that everywhere that your feet trod, it belongs to you. So don't you back down now. And that's what I'm looking at you today. I may not know your individual circumstance. I may not understand what you're going through, but I'm looking at you like God's messenger and saying, don't you back down now. No surrender, no retreat. Today, the Lord is infiltrating you and giving you today a surge of power that reminds you that you are not alone. You are not to back down, but today you have the very power of heaven inside of you, a resurrection power an inherent power, a power that hosts a mighty army to say, you know what, come what may, God is a God of process. He is sovereign in all things. And I may not like the end, but God's going to keep me to the end that he wants me to get to. Oh, come on, somebody. That's right. You better give God glory for that. Shetarabosaya. Joshua felt this and God encouraged him time and time again, be strong and courageous. I don't know what you need to be strong and courageous in, but God's got you. Now listen, let me tell you something. This whole inner man text, it got me because there is something about the inside becoming strong. It's not always about what you see on the outside. You see this little girl here? She'd been training for a whole year. Yes, she has. Last year, I met somebody at, at my community pool, yeah, and they were like, well, we own a gym. I was like, mm, great. <laughs> That's awesome. My husband's a runner. He's over there. You can. Um, but he said, yeah, but it's a gym for women. I was like, mm, great. <laughs> and uh, no, in all honesty, I was wanting to get in shape and all that stuff. And I was like, well, I'll visit it, you know, duh, duh, duh. and I signed up for it. Oh. I don't know what I was thinking. I am neither an athlete nor a runner. I had to wear long skirts my entire life with long hair and all that stuff. So I was not allowed to do any athletics. Y'all know, if you know, you know. And so I didn't do any of that. But I needed to be strong because I realized, you know, I passed that 40. I want to be there for my grandchildren. I had all these goals, right? And I get into this workout class. And they're doing like ninja rolls and burpees and all these things, right? If you're a worker outer in here, you know what a ninja roll is. It's like you tuck and you like fall and then you have to come back up and lift yourself up. You know what that takes? That takes core. You know something that Pastor Mario didn't have? Core. Because I had two babies. And so I got into it. And you know what's crazy is the first six months I spent trying to get out of every single class that I went into. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> they have these things that are bikes. Everything you propel yourself. Nothing is easy there. Nothing. Um, <laughs> I forget the name of the bikes because I hate them. I try to erase them from my mind every time I go on them. But you go through six cycles. It's like Orange Theory. It's not really CrossFit. I, you know, they take a heart rate thing and they want you to be all this. I mean, it's serious stuff. I went from never being into it to like being in it, okay? And I could look the part, but I didn't feel the part. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So anyway, six months, first six months, I'm like, how can I get out of here? Naya, please call me. My kid needs me, that kind of stuff. And then around six months later, I start realizing, oh, I I'm lifting like 20-pound weights, I didn't used to do that before. You see this right here? It's not fake. It's for real. 
my legs. I mean, I'm on praise team at church and I'm jumping around. I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not skipping a beat. Because there was something that was being strengthened inside of me that I didn't even realize it. And my coach yells things that not in the, I, I, go, to, I go work out at 5 a.m. I know, it's just the only time that's for me, 5 a.m. I work out and he's like, you didn't come here to just come here. You got up, you're here, you might as well. And I'm looking at him like, shh. <laughs> Calm it down. But then he says things like, your pain today is gain tomorrow. And I'm like, Lord, can I just work out? Like, does the revelation have to hit me at 5 a.m.? Because it's true. Your pain to gain today, your pain today is gain tomorrow. And sometimes it don't seem quite like that, right? And so I want to show you an example of what this is. Can I get the guy with the prayer shirt and Pastor Chase come on up here? Because how many of you, you're like, ha, 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 pain is gain. And you're like, you're not really agreeing to it. Yes? Nobody wants to say amen like James. James says, count it all joy when trouble comes your way, right? I'm like, can you knock on the next door neighbor's house this week? Is that possible? Because you were here last week and actually you were here yesterday, right? But here's what, what happens. Okay, I just want you to come here. Because see, with the exercises that they were teaching me, you to push against pastor chase but chase i want you to like try to do like a like a what's this called a push-up okay okay go ahead i want you to resist it come on keep pushing keep pushing okay 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 Okay, how many of you know there was a resistance against Pastor Chase there? And at first, he didn't quite understand. It was light resistance, right? He felt like, I could, I could push him. It's no problem. But then when he started, when I was like, he, he kept going. And Chase started to, what? He, he put his back foot back. And he started to lean in to the resistance. Because Chase, somehow or another through his working out that he does all the time. We go way back, y'all. He knows, he, he, he had a lesson somewhere that if you put your foot back, you stabilize yourself, you can use your core muscles, and you can push against the resistance. Okay, thank you guys. Come on, give him a hand. Sometimes our natural reaction to resistance is to say, but why? Or to try to eject out of the resistance that we're feeling. But resistance is not a sign that you're doing something wrong. Sometimes resistance is that you're in the right exact place that you need to be. Oh, come on, somebody. I know it's hard to agree with that. I know. Because our flesh is like, I don't like that, Pastor Lormari. But our spirit is like, no, 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 no. Don't you back up. Don't you give up now. Don't you give up now. Strength comes from the inner man, the inside, just as much as the outside. Strength is discipline. 
When you're strengthening, when you're getting disciplined, you are getting stronger. I started out with five uh, weights. Or actually, I started out with no weights sometimes. Like, I tried to do, like, little weights like this, and I was like, and there's, like, a, uh, a seasoned saint right next to me, and she is, like, busting it out. She has a 20-pound weight, and I'm like, <laughs> but God, I mean, but I, for me, not God, me, I was like, well, Mari, why are you even pretending? Just put it down and just lift up your hands. That's enough right here. And that's how we all should understand we are. We're in this race together. We are getting strengthened together. And what I can do might not be what you can do, but we can all do something. We can all do something because this strengthening isn't just about individual people. This strengthening is for families, and this strengthening is for the community, and this strengthening is for the kingdom of God. Because what I do and what people see me do is a witness to who powers me up. It's not about me. In my own self, listen, I would not be at the gym, but the Lord really did tell me to get it together. He did. Physically, he said, are you going to be able to run at the pace that I give you, or are you just going to try to, like, do that? And I was like, are you serious right now? I, I was talking to, this is how I talked to the Lord. He's like, I'm serious. Go to that gym. And I was like, okay. Because, see, the thing is, is like, not only have I become stronger, but I'm standing a year out seeing people that I've been able to talk to, seeing kingdom people that I've been able to connect with. The, the principal of one of the schools goes to the gym at 5 a.m. Yes, they do. A lot of teachers go to, to, to the thing at 5 a.m. And I'm like, I pray for you. I'm so excited for you. This is great. I, I mean, I'm not like that because it's 5 a.m. and I still haven't had coffee, but I'm like, good job, good job. I'm a tenor. Because the strengthening is not just for you. The strengthening is for those that are around you. Because people start noticing and go, Pastor Omari, I saw your calf. I'm like, good. That's right. I could kick you in the face. I work with students now, so I got to keep up because we do 5K runs with Pastor Devin. If you know, you know. And so I'm like running with them. And they're like, oh, you did a 32-minute 5K? I said, yes, yes, I did. But they don't know what I went through to be able to do what I'm doing now. And what I'm doing now does not determine what I can do later. And today, I'm here to remind you that where you are today is not where you're going to stay. Where you are today is a, a place of, of pushing forward to the place that you're going to be. There's been so many things in the last month that I've gone through there's been real big things that I have gone through and there's little things and I've had to put my focus on the Lord and say, Father, strengthen my inner man to see this as you see it, to understand as you understand it. And sometimes the understanding comes and sometimes there's just waiting. But one thing I know for sure that that who started a good work in me is faithful to complete it. And he 
is faithful to complete it in you. He is faithful to complete it in the Wholesome Back family. He is able to complete it over Legacy Church. So today, knowing comes from experience. So do not throw out your experiences of the past. Do not say, oh man, I failed that. No, absolutely not. Take what you have learned and say, I'm going to apply it to the next time. I'm going to apply it because I know what to do or I know what not to do because I failed before, I will not fail again. When you are in Christ Jesus, I call it falling forward. Have you ever fell up the stairs? I do it all the time. But you know what? I'm glad I'm not falling down the stairs. I'm glad I'm falling up the stairs and there's something to catch me because God says in his word that don't you worry, he's gonna catch you when he's with you. He's gonna move you forward. And though you fall forward, you're falling forward. You're not falling backwards. So today be encouraged. Verse 17 through 19 says this. I'm actually going to read it in the Passion Translation. You could just listen to me. It says this. Then by constantly using your faith. Oh, come on. That's right. We're going to use our faith in things. The life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. We fill our minds, our hearts, our lives with so much stuff, so many distractions, so many voices that today I want to encourage you to focus on the one voice that matters, on the one that really can fill you to overflow with power like never before. Jesus needs to dwell in our hearts. And today I realize that there might be somebody in here, the power's not on. And Jesus is not in your heart. Today, I come to you with a message of love, understanding that we've all been in different places and we've all sinned and we've all come short of the glory of God and we've all tripped up. But today, I am telling you and encouraging you that the power of God is here for you, that he is here to save you, deliver you, redeem you, and set you on the right path that needs to go. And if you're on that path today, I'm here to remind you that Jesus still needs to be numbered one in our hearts because when he is not number one distraction can come and our connection to true power can be unplugged because of the heaviness of the world because of the distractions of the world because of everything that happens in our life but today we need to have faith and we need to exercise our faith to say like we just declared the mountain will be moved you will make a way in the wilderness you will supply a river 
deliver in the desert. Though I may not see it, I know that you're working. Though I may not feel it, I see you in creation. I see you all around me. And today it is my faith that is being built up. And today it is my faith that I will say, listen, Father, I know you're with me. And I know that you are not a man that you should lie, but the Son of God that keeps every single one of his promises. So the word is what we need more than anything else, y'all. It's the word. Recently, my daughter has been going through some things, and I looked at her. She's 16. Lord, help me. Y'all, the wholesome back's going to have to hold me up. Because in a year, she'll be a senior. And then after that, who knows? She loves far-flung. She's already been to Ecuador. She could be like, Mom, I'm going to Ecuador. Uh, uh, Lord, help me. Okay, don't think about that. Focus. (laughs) And she asked me, what do I do, Mom? I don't know what to do. I said, honey, I wish that I could give you, like today, I wish that my my message was a three-point message to get out of things. We can't do that because our God is so loving that he deals with us so individually. I said, honey, here's what you know. Here's what I do know. His love will never fail you. His love is so wide and so deep, and there are so many dimensions of him that all I could tell you is to seek him. Seek him and he will find you. Seek him. Get so hidden inside of his word that nothing can come against it because everything that's flowing out of your mouth is the word of God. And today I'm encouraging you, be strengthened in your inner man, but make sure that you're being strengthened by the word of the Lord. We can become so distracted and a good voice can keep us out of the God voice. We need to make sure that everything that we're allowing to be a part of our mind, our our spirit, our soul is what the Lord has intended for us and that it is based on the love of God, the redemption of the Lord, and based on his word. I can't go through a conversation with one of my students or one of my kids without saying the word. Because the word is life. The word, when you don't know what to do, the word does. And I told Pastor Chase, it's one thing to say the word and know what to say, right? But it is another thing to know the word. And to walk it out. How many of you agree with me in that? I know there's some some saints right there. His love surpasses knowledge. His love surpasses what we earthly can do. And I want to focus on this last verse. Because we do say it, but we do say it a lot. But I want us to, to, to focus on the one last sentence, right? Now, to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. The power that works in who? The power that works inside of us. What is your power source? Are you connected to Christ alone or letting other things fill your heart, mind, and soul? Or do you find yourself on generator power? Because you see, we survived. I said survived like we were (laughs) up against insurmountable odds or something. But we did. My refrigerator survived. When Andy plugged up the generator... He had to decide with his friend what was essential and what was not, right? And fans were essential, lights were essential, the refrigerator was essential. 
air was not essential, the laundry was not essential, all these things were not essential. And you see, <clears throat> generator power is great power, I'm so excited, but every like seven hours, no, 11 hours, there's seven gallons of gas, and every so many hours you have to do the oil thing, and I didn't do any of it, as you can tell, I just knew that at some point it would be like, ding, 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 <laughs> needs gas, right? Because generator power only lasts so long because it's not meant to be an always source. And sometimes I feel like we use God as a generator power. When we need something, when we need the essentials to come and we're Sunday church. Here we go, Pastor Chase, I'm here. Or Wednesday. Or come on, somebody. We've all been there running on that half power. Running on something that we know could work but isn't fully developing what we could really be doing. When we are connected to God every day, there is a full potential that we are fulfilling every single day. And our God wants you to run on a power source that fulfills you every single day. He doesn't just want you to know of the power and say, that's really awesome. Oh, she in the green shirt, she looks like she has the power of God inside of her. It's real pretty and it's real cute. And I'm here to tell you, it's not cute and it's not pretty. It takes work, it takes understanding, it takes crying. It takes going through your friends and saying, I don't know which way is up, but I know God's my foundation and I'm going to stand on him. Today, God wants you to stop working off a of generator power and he wants you to connect to the full power that he has inside of you. What does full power look like? It looks like dunamis power of the Holy Spirit. It looks like speaking and, and praying in the spirit. When things don't go your way, instead of complaining, say, Father, I plug into the spirit right now. I say, Holy Spirit, come upon us. I promise you, when Naya came home the other day that she was going through something, I said, come here, come here. I got my bottle of oil. <laughs> yes, I did. I said, I don't know what to tell you, but I know one thing we're going to do. We're going to slather you in the oil. I'm going to lay hands. I'm going to call forth that which is within you. I'm going to say, oh, no, 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 enemy. You've got to back up because she's walking through this and she's going to be stronger on the other side. Today, some of you need to connect with that inner spirit. Go home and pray over every single one of your doors and do a walk around your house and say this house is covered by the blood of the lamb and you need to go to your work site and you might not be able to declare it loudly, but you can walk around and say, I will be a presence of your glory. I will declare that we will live and not die. I declare that this workplace is yours. Some of you need to walk around your community and your neighborhood and say, Father, I, I want to be the light in the darkness. Full power, not just half power. God did not send his son to die on the cross so that we would walk in half power. He said, listen, I've come to give you life and to give you an abundant life, not just a life to be satisfied, but a life to push forward. Come on, if you agree with that, say, God, I want to walk in the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to see signs, wonders, and miracles happening.
I don't know if you feel that, but I think that some people are changing from generator power to full power. Understanding it's not a knock on you. Listen, there are times, there are heavy times. I've walked through some heavy times in the last couple of weeks. You don't know the answer of the Lord. And you are asking for a miracle. And you're asking for a revelation. And you're saying, God, I cannot handle one more thing. Y'all, I even got like a parking ticket for $69. I was like, I don't know what is happening. But I'm so excited that I get to figure this out along with you. Because every time that the Lord sends something my way is another muscle that is being developed in me. It is another way that I can show my resistance. Oh, don't you worry. I got some pushback for you too. Oh, don't you worry. I might not be able to do it right the first time. I might not be able to do a ninja roll, but I'm a die trying. I might not be able to understand what's happening in my family, to understand what's happening in my community, to understand what's happening at work, but I have one who does. And the one who does, he fills me with knowledge. He fills me with peace. No more halfway power. That's not what you're destined for. That's not what he wants for you. That's not even what he's assigned to you. That is the voice of the enemy. Today, you can talk to the dead things and it can come to life. Today, you can walk in signs, wonders, and miracles. It doesn't say every pastor that believes, then the signs will be this. No, it says anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, anyone who has faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed, will see mountains move. I don't know what mountain is in your way, but all you've got to do is open up your mouth and say, mountain, get out of my way. And you go, Pastor Romani, I've been speaking to this mountain. Well, honey, let me tell you what. It takes one rock at a time. All right, fine. I'm going to destroy you, mountain. All right, it's all right. Prayer by prayer. Listen, it says this in, in the Passion Translation. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you to accomplish this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. Pastor Chase, this gets me every single time. In in, in the other version that we read all the time, beyond all that we ask or think according to the power. So today I'm going to ask you, because this is what gets me, what is your thought life like? Hmm. Because sometimes we declare, we, we declare real, oh yes, I'm doing fine in the name of Jesus. Pastor Chase, it's all right, I got this. And then inside, you're like, this is going to be impossible. I'm never going to be able to do this. I, have, I don't have the finances to pay. I don't have this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And, and God's like saying, listen, your thought life, what you're thinking, I can beat that. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. I hope this switches your brain, your perspective to start understanding that it's not just about knowing.
thinking. It's about speaking it. It's about renewing your mind every single day and saying, listen, you have absolutely no idea what you're messing with when you mess with me. The power of the Holy Spirit lies inside of me. And he says, beyond my wildest dreams. How many of you have like babies? Do you know their dreams? Ooh, they dream so big. And somewhere along life, enough people start telling you that's dumb. That's, there's no way. God didn't say that. And we start going, well, maybe he didn't. Today, I'm calling forth God dreams. I am reminding you that what he has placed inside of your belly, what he has placed inside of you through your children, he will direct your path and he will outdo them all. Oh, come on, somebody. That's good news today. We might be going through some processes to get this power. We might be going through some pain and enduring some hardship. We might be running around ragged for the kingdom of God. But if it's what he asks you to do, he will strengthen you in the season that you're in. Today, it's not about, oh, well, oh, we don't know what to do. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't care what's going to happen because my God is going to take care of it all. Does that make sense? I care that he is in charge. I know that he is in charge. I know that he's going to take care of it. When we fully connect to his power, we are able to walk in a renewed mind knowing that come what may, no one can cut off our power. Second Corinthians, I kind of already said it already, and this is where I'm going to finish says this, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Now we have this treasure in clay jars so that this extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. We are pressed, pressured in every way, but not crushed. I'm going to give some of you a chance to say that. We are pressured in every way, but I am not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but we're not destroyed. Therefore, verse 16, we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person, there's that inner man again, is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. I hope somebody felt that right now. What you're going through right now, it is producing eternal glory. It is producing a deposit of his splendor, a deposit of his majesty, a legacy for your children, an inheritance for your children's children. What you're going through is not meant to destroy you. It is meant to propel you into what God has for you. So we do not focus on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I want everyone to lift.